from the Summer Skate Studios. This is College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to UGAHockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it, both on and off the ice. Summer Skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at SummerSkates.com. Adrian College, championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to AdrianBulldogs.com slash MHockeyD1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack. ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. Oklahoma University. 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College hockey coast-to-coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be joining us tonight on the Podbean app for another episode of College Hockey Coast to Coast. Oh, how the scripts have flipped. Scotty with you tonight in Lake Elmo, Minnesota, in the basement. Well, my co-host, Paul Hornstein, is joining me from that big, beautiful, palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Man, what have I done to be banished to a basement? Paul, how are you? Whatever. I'm used to it. I'm here. I'm in the basement all the time. (laughs) I'm not used to it. There's no rose petals here, no red carpets. Yeah, well, once in a while, it's good to humble yourself. Oh, okay. I'll tell myself that. Might as well. Uh, Crazy, crazy, crazy is all I can say about what's going on in hockey again. Um, It never seems, Paul, to amaze me that... Um, no matter how many times we talk about, uh, be careful. Don't do stupid things. Try to be, um, you know, I don't know. And I don't want to put the blame in any one person, but another tragic uh, car accident uh, early this week or early this morning or yesterday morning um, here in the Twin Cities where four Gustavus Adolphus uh, hockey players were involved in a, a two-vehicle crash and uh, three of them um, injured and I believe hospitalized, and one of them tragically lost her life. Again, way too young, and uh, you just hate to see this stuff happening. Um, you know, we went through it with Mac Motzko um, a few years ago, and it just seems like it's at the start of every season we get this uh, deja vu effect. And, um, you know, my heart goes out for the, for the team, for the families, for the uh, friends, the teammates. Everybody involved. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it is not. Um, it, it's it's just uh, 
I, I mean, I don't really know what to say. I mean, I know we have to talk about it for a few seconds. Um, it's just, uh, I, you know, having watched people bury their children is just sucks. Now, you know, in, in one case, um, one of the people was in her seventies and the other, of course, was in her late forties and it's, it's just not supposed to be that way, but we know that that doesn't work, um, that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, in this, uh, not a lot of details on this, except there was a two vehicle crash at an intersection, uh, West central Minnesota, about 1240 PM Sunday, um, 20 miles west of Wilmer, if you know where that's at, which you don't, of course. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, so, you know, it said the woman's SUV was heading east and uh, collided with a minivan that was headed south. So um, one of them, one of the drivers south. failed to obey a stop sign. Uh, they did not yeah. specify which one. No. Um, at this yeah. point, uh, probably doesn't really matter. Um, nope. To hockey people, you'll know a couple of these names probably. Um, the first one that jumped out at me, and not to slight the other three, was Gianna Gasparini, a 19-year-old, the daughter of Tony Gasparini. And okay. I had told you um, uh, Tony is a, he's a phenomenal um, general manager. He works for the Sioux Falls Stampede. He uh, is very well-known and very well-regarded in, in spotting talent. And the uh, the son of uh, former North Dakota head coach Gino Gasparini, so this would be right. Gino's granddaughter, um, Kayla Bloom, a uh, 20-year-old from Chicago Lakes, Chicago, Chicago City, Minnesota. Lily K. Mortensen, a 19-year-old of Champlin, were the ones injured and um, – you know, when you lose somebody, the uh, Jory Jones uh, is the girl that passed away. Um, the Jones family is uh, obviously distraught. Um, Roseville and Gustavus hockey communities are distraught. Uh, it, it, you know, you just can't deal with this. So, no, uh, we hope that uh, everybody that can help the family will help the family. I know there's a GoFundMe out there, and uh, our thanks to the Rink Live for for really bringing the story to light. And, uh, and including all the things on the hockey side of things. So right. lots and prayers go out to them as they try to recover from this tragic event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just one of two uh, things that we found out in the hockey, in the hockey world today. Um, you know, um, it's weird to say that somebody finding out that uh, – their cancer returned is kind of, you know, um, you know, secondary. It's not, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's not uh, a fatality, at least not yet. And um, I believe that uh, young man's name from uh, your bulldogs there. Um, Will Francis. Francis. I was going to say Will something. I was going to say Summer, but you know, yeah, Will, Will Francis. Will Francis uh, going to do uh, 
going to turn 23 in November. Yeah. Uh, first diagnosed with, uh, I'll try to get this right, acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Just cancer. It's just yeah. easier to say. Yeah. Uh, in March of 2020, he's only 19 at that time, spent 848 days battling the disease for the first time, uh, was declared cancer-free July 9th, 2020, uh, completed chemotherapy in 2022, and um, gets a blood test. Guess what? Back to uh, back to the drawing board again. And uh, he's a fighter. He's very resilient. Um, there's no doubt that he's going to fight this with everything he's got. And the, uh, the hockey community, especially um, the conference that we cover, the NCHC, yeah. is uh, really reaching out hard to, um, to support um, the young man at the University of Minnesota Duluth. So um, we hope all the best. Um, for him and his recovery efforts, obviously hockey is second now, but right. um, when your hockey family is behind you, that gives you quite a bit more support. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we hate to talk about these things, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's what's at the front of the news, so to speak. You know, we got to throw it out there and, you know, just to let people know, because you never know who can help. Absolutely, and I, I appreciate you bringing that to me today, telling me you'd like to do it first rather than traditionally what we do is last on these things. And, and you're right, this does need to be brought up first. And again, the Rink Live, Matt Wellens, on this story, as you would suspect, being the uh, the beat writer for uh, the Bulldogs, he does a fantastic job, and I like to call him a friend and a friend of our program. So, um, Matt, nice job with the work on it. We know that things will continue as uh, – as uh, Will works on his recovery. Yeah. And uh, hopefully he'll be back on the ice and get a chance to play hockey and, more importantly, live a full, complete life. Yep, yep. There's no doubt uh, that everybody will, will be pulling for that. So, Okay, no okay. easy way to no easy no. way to transition. No. But I will tell you, as you know today, uh, tough day for me as well because this is the day that we did yep. lay my sister to rest. So uh, that memorial service is over. It's, it's bittersweet, Paul. It's so bittersweet because... Um, you know that she's in a better place. Um, you want to celebrate her life. You come together with family and friends and, yep. and you spend this time, but yet you're talking about the loss of somebody and she had a pretty full life. I mean, she yeah. lived late into her seventies, so it's not bad. It's still kind of the shocking way that things happen. So, um, finally, uh, able to maybe get some closure to this deal now and, and start moving forward again. And, you know, there's nothing more therapeutic for me than the hockey world. So, um, well, let's talk some hockey then. I mean, uh, let's, let's do it. Let's I, I want to start tonight uh, when we start talking hockey about Quinnipiac. Okay. Um, I think the defending champions have kind of flew under our radar, especially since we just started, you know, college hockey coast to coast. But you know what? Maybe it's time we talk a little Bobcat hockey and what they're going to do. They're going to raise a banner, I think, on October 7th uh -oh. against BC. Uh, they're going to raise a banner against a loaded BC team, um, as uh, we talked about uh, many times in the last uh, few weeks, um, as we've kind of started prepping for the season. Um, this is um, uh, a marquee matchup in that first weekend of the season. I mean, that's just, that is big time. Um, and... You know, it's, it'll 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 be a situation where um, they'll have a packed house, I'm sure, as they raise. You know, and 
Rand Pecknold basically built this program from scratch. And as you say, flying under the radar because they have a lot of players back from their championship team. That that year. being said, but there's one key piece that they don't have coming back. You know uh, uh, Perez, right? yes. Yana uh, yes. Perez. Yana Perez, right. I mean, they do have, uh, you know, they do have some players coming like they're, you know, they're, they're returning goalies. Um, you know, Vinny Duplessis is a senior. Now he's not, you know, he hasn't been Yana Peretz, but, you know, I mean, that's the way it is, right? I mean, Paul, that, Paul there's sports. very few people that are Yana Peretz. No, I know. The way. I, I get it. <laughs> um, but this is, this is a, this is a machine. This is a, a perennial top 10 team. And you don't get that way by, by, by rebuilding. You get there by reloading. And this team, like I said, has got a lot of guys back from last year. So the the big moments are not going to scare them. The big moments are going to be embraced by this team. Okay. Um, you know, they're opening up with BC. You know, and eventually we'll 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 play at BU, and the usual difficult ECAC sched Cornell and 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 Yale and Harvard and 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 and, and those folks and Colgate and Cornell and and Clarkson and you know I, I mean let, so let me see. ask you this because you just rattled off a really good ECAC schedule yeah but we talked about every team that we've pretty much discussed in detail um this summer we've talked about the difficulty and the intrigueness that's a word of their schedule um so let me just before they jump into ecac play let me tell you this this and then you tell me where you see an easy win uh, boston college northeastern they have classified as an exhibition yeah which is okay that's okay uh, but still right. yep. listen up a aic Right, with a home-and-home, home, by the way, on AIC. Right, and, and then uh, a trip to New Hampshire. Right, we know Eric Lang at AIC has always got a top program. <laughs> yes, we do. Right. And uh, and then Maine coming to Hamden uh, right. to play them at home. Then they jump into this ECAC schedule, which is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I can't see any easy wins on that schedule. They're going to play some teams, at least one team, that we're um, pretty close to. That being the LIU Sharks are going to play uh, December 9th in Hamden. So um, right. you go through the schedule, Paul. I just don't see this being a whole lot easier uh, or <laughs> easier than any of the schedules we've looked at so far. Well, no, because once again, right? I mean, uh, the, the ECAC started down a little bit last year. We came on strong. Um, you expect Harvard to be uh, a tournament contender. You expect Cornell to be a tournament connector, uh, contender. And Colgate won the conference tournament. Yeah, you know, once again, I'll um, say. Uh, and, and Princeton, uh, Yale, 
They always battle you hard. St. Lawrence, Clarkson, like you said, RPI. I mean, I just don't see uh, anything that, that even remotely seems like a cakewalk for this uh, defending championship team. Well, and, and here's the thing, right? Even if you did, quote, unquote, see somebody as a, I hate to use the term, uh, I guess you could say a trap game. Uh, you're the defending yeah, champions. Yep. You have the target on your back every night. Yep. Ask and the Denver Pioneers what that was like last year, Paul. And it sounds like coach speak, but it's it's the truth. Everybody gets up for the defending champions. And like I said, this is a team with a lot of guys back. They didn't lose very many players to the portal. Okay. Uh, maybe they lost one or two players uh, that were freshmen and 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 went to other places, right? But, you know, like I said, Vinny Duplessis has been a big-time player, transferred from BU because he wanted to play. You know, being behind Drew Tomeso was not exactly something to be ashamed of. He wanted to play. And, you know... Going to from from the pressure cooker that is BU to the defending national champions, um, I, I'm sure he's going to be up for the job. And you know they're not just yeah. taking anybody back to replace uh, Yana Peretz, and that's just not the way it goes. Um, th- this program has been too good for too long, and been too consistent. And because of the fact that they're not in Hockey East or they're not in the Big Ten or the NCHC, uh, they kind of go under the radar a little bit unless you're in the hockey world. Yep, absolutely. Uh, What caught my eye and what made me want to bring this up today was I always love this stuff in the offseason, whether it's the fundraiser golf tournament, the NLI stuff, uh, the – NIL. NIL, yeah, not the national letter of intent, the NIL. Okay, um, the, uh, the the fact that they bring their alumni back, and this weekend um, the, they had the Bobcats at the bank alumni game, and you talk about how you grow hockey and how you grow a program. How about bringing back your alumni to uh, to uh, play a little alumni game and, and take some pictures with the, the NCAA championship trophy and, you know, just upcat hockey. What, what some great pictures that they put on their Twitter account. And um, I'm sure Rand uh, is very, very proud of his quote unquote Bobcat family. Well, listen, right. I mean, you want people that came before to feel like they were a part of building up to that championship. Okay. And, you know, if you look, you know, like I said, they've been a a, a regular tournament team. You know, for, for, for a long time now. All right. They've made the tournament. uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven years out of the last 
10. Um, obviously, COVID makes that 7 out of 9. But they had a, even their down years that they didn't get into the tournament, 23 and 15, and their worst season of 16 and 18. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean Rand Becknell has built something at Quinnipiac, and, um, and they've been. To, see, and that was, and that was their third national championship game. Yeah, and when you bring some of the guys that he's bringing back, and you talk about where they've gotten to already, you go like, okay, this is not just a uh, college powerhouse. So this is a uh, professional hockey factory, if I can call it that, because <laughs> they they definitely turn them out. While we're talking about that, I do want to also talk about the fact that the Denver Pioneers, the champion two years ago, uh, had their Pioneer Pro Camp, they call it, and uh, filled again with great pro players. And I always ask, the, uh, the especially the incoming freshmen, what that's like to come there, be working out on campus with the uh, strength and conditioning coaches, and then these pro players, former Pioneers, um, former Quinnipiac Bobcats, they come back. And they skate with you. And they always tell me to a man that, uh, that it's such a great experience because they know how they can match up against um, guys that are playing in the NHL or AHL or ECHL, whatever it may be. But they also learn things. They learn the culture of uh, their university. They learn what these guys went through to put them, like you said, uh, to be a part of building the tradition. Uh, yeah, there's, there is, there's, there's no doubt, um, and that's that's what you, that's what you do. That's how you, you know, that's the goal you shoot for, right? That consistency of being in the tournament or being a tournament year after year after year, um, and then as you build it and you get deeper and deeper into those NCAA tournament runs. You know, you hope it pays off in, in, in a championship, but the idea is to be consistent. Okay. Yep. We, we, we know what, we know it's hard to win a national championship. Okay. Uh, what you want to do is be able to consistently vie for that national championship. And you know what? If you stay competitive to the end of your season, you watch it in buildings, and you know I think of Robert Morris coming back now. What they had before they uh, they were forced to shut down for a couple of years, but now as they come back to bring that spirit back into the uh, facility, to uh, bring it back into the locker room, to bring the pride back, and to not shy away from competition, um, that's what college hockey is all about. I mean, you know me; I spent a lot of time at ASU last year just because. A, the building was brand new, and B, uh, almost every team that we cover rolled through there. <laughs> so it made no sense to to be traveling all over the place if I had them uh, coming right there. So when I was doing that, though, Paul, I told you like in mid-January, I said, poor Coach Powers, he's, uh, he's probably got a lot of work ahead of him because mathematically it looked like the pairwise wasn't going to be their friend coming down the stretch. But you know, Paul, there were some really, really exciting hockey games all the way up to the very last uh, weekend of the year, and that's the way college hockey is built to be. Well, I mean, listen, um, if you're putting on the uniform, you, you better be giving everything you got. I mean, 
if you don't, people notice. You may not play well, but you still better give everything you got. First of all, that's that's when you get hurt when you don't. So you want yeah. you you have to do that. Well said. Well said. Um, so when you look across the board right now, and I had an interesting conversation with people, uh, some family members, about, about the uh, the hockey world and how we thought things might be dying out uh, during the pandemic. And not only, Paul, have, have things continued to grow, but the competition level has just ratcheted up again. I mean, these teams, we talked about the schedule all the time, but guess what makes the schedule? The players on the roster. And uh, when right. you look across the country in NCAA hockey, I, I just have a hard find hard time finding any weak spots. Well, uh, again, uh, we talk about the COVID effect to the rosters. Players are getting, you know, have more experience. They're getting the extra years, and it, you know, hockey players were a little bit older to begin with. Um, and then you add the transfer portal and extra teams, and this is what happens, right? Because there's just not enough lots. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because you're you're 100% correct. The hockey players are older at the NCAA level, but then you look back and you go, like, they're younger at getting drafted into the NHL, uh, you know? 18-year-olds being selected in the draft, and then they probably get to college at 20, 21, yeah. a lot of them. And, uh, you know, you talk about guys that are playing well into their mid-20s, um, you know, especially now because of the quote-unquote COVID effect. Right. So, anyway, but, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was an interesting phenomenon that's uh, that's happening all the way around. And, you know, me being in Minnesota right now, I'm seeing all the stories coming out from all the schools here and people are going like, right. hey, uh, are you going to cover Mankato? Are you going to do that? I'm going like, you know, here's the deal first of all the rink live does a great job of covering minnesota teams uh so there's right. you know and and if we were going to do that we need three more people easy uh because there's just that much hockey that we can't put our uh, our arms around well no we can't we, we we try to cover as much as we can but you know we do well that's what for tonight's show and that's why i wanted to get off on the on the start of let's talk quinnipiac the defending champions let's find out Oh, what's going on in Bobcat land, <laughs> if I can. And um, right. I just thought that was something we should start with tonight. Uh, the other thing, and we'll probably spend most of the second half of the uh, the show on this in just a minute, is um, the NIL, correct? Uh, yes, the NIL. There's, okay. We, we'll get that, that. Um, that's starting to open up a little bit in the hockey world. A little bit, a little bit. I um, mean, we're not talking we're not talking football money by any stretch. Probably or basketball so. money, like any stretch, but um, the the players now, and, and I I'm all for this. If you look at a lot of the uh, the uh, team websites, and I'm talking, you know, the one that I saw it first on was your alma mater. They're right. offering a direct contact, basically, uh, for their players. If you want well, to yeah. reach out and have uh, somebody, you know, whatever it be, say a shout out, whatever. Uh, to raise some money for them, um, it's available, and the school is embracing it as they should. Well, a lot of schools have, have developed organizations to kind of keep it, I don't want to say in line 
Uh, I mean, even though that's kind of accurate, um, there's everybody's still kind of fleshing this out. Okay, um, everybody's trying to do it with not only the current situation in mind, but also trying to keep it in line with what they think will eventually be the settling in of whatever final rules are. So, um, I do know that, uh, and I don't, and I couldn't sit here and tell you who they were with off the top of my head, but I do know as far as ASU is concerned that Tucker Ness and Gibson Homer got NIL deals. I don't know, um, for what, and like I said, you, um, like I didn't ask, I was just told that they got them. Yeah. I, I saw Tucker Ness's, I didn't see, uh... Uh, Gibson's yet, but I saw um, uh, Tucker Ness is with a pizza company, VIP Pizza or something. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, but that it, it's something like it doesn't That's really fine. matter. It's a matter of they're getting listen, some they're getting some help. Listen, most of these players are realistic. They want to be able to have some pocket money, right? As they should, That's a, as they should, and that's what a lot of this is. We're, we're you know. When you're talking about the the non-football and the non, hey, I want to use the word, and and the non-basketball tier, because obviously those two are the tops. Now, individual schools might have differences, but in general. So yeah, exactly. Okay, one more thing before we uh, close out the first half of the show. Um, shout out to Mike Corbett. Uh, who is the assistant coach with the uh, Quinnipiac Bobcats. And we know Mike uh, did such a great job at Alabama, Huntsville, um, at Robert Morris, different places he's been. Um, he, he's just a he's just a salt-of-the-earth, um, hard-working guy. And to, to watch him last year pick up a NCAA championship um, as an assistant coach, man, that that was just uh, heartwarming to say the least, and I just want to throw that out there because if there's anybody that got kind of stuck in a bad situation, a lot like Robert Morris and Derek Schooley did. Well, Mike Corbett didn't get his program back. No. Uh, Derek Schooley did, which we're we're proud of and happy, happy for. for yeah. Uh, but Mike Mike Corbett, um, you know, he he did the next best thing. He picked up an assistant coach's position with Quinnipiac, and guess what? He's now a national champion. That's yeah, good for good for Mike. Good for Mike. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out. Let's take a quick break. Let's come I back. Hope, before you do that. Oh, we got one more? Okay. One more quick shout out there. As long as we're name dropping Derek Schooley, uh, they have on their website their new their new jerseys and they are awesome. So if you're interested, go take a look. <laughs> Why did I know that you would see the jersey? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, oh, my we can goodness. take a break now. <laughs> okay. We'll do that. We'll be right back. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. 
From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. There's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Gail McCarr. Gail McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man! Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. This is ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is coast, college hockey, coast to coast. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Lake Elmo, Minnesota, where uh, Paul Hornstein has somehow gotten even with me and put me in a basement. Um, I don't know how in the world that happened, but anyway, uh, my co-host is always out in that big, beautiful palatial estate where he's probably got his feet up again, summer skates on, land shark in one hand, microphone in the other, and doing this little thing we like to call podcasting. Um, again, as usual, the only thing you get right is the summer skates. <laughs> I keep trying. One of these times, I'm going to nail it. No, you won't. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, all kinds of news and happenings. You sent me some things uh, today in prep for the show. Um, yeah. As you know, I was a little tied up doing other things today. But yeah, um, you, you dug. And uh, you found out some interesting things. So I want you to start with whatever you want that you sent me. Where would you like to start, Paul Hornstein, for the second half of the show? Do you want to start with the Rick Zombo skates or? Oh, you know, you know, that's where I want to start. Okay, <laughs> but well, I may be on it for a while. Okay. Well, I mean, well, you could, I, I what are those the same skates? Everybody played in the NHL? I don't know. <laughs> NHL. NHL. Yeah. Those might have been the ones he wore in college. Well, maybe. I don't know. They, I mean, the, the social media account for Lyndon would put out a picture of him getting new skates today <laughs> or the other day, whatever the heck it was. He looked really uh, sharp, too. He's all cleaned up and everything. It looked like he's ready to go. Well, listen, I'm sure. Well, I guarantee he's ready to go. That I mean, well, I don't even see. Well, two weeks ago, he was going on vacation, so he didn't have time for me. 
He said, wow. uh, he said, stop by and pick up a couple of shirts for you and Paul, and I'm on vacation. Talk to you soon. Well, that would make it even more likely he's ready to go, right? The batteries are recharged. Right. Yeah. Um, he probably said, oh, let me get back to civilization and people and and, and hockey and uh, as opposed to whatever he's whatever lodge or cabin or whatever i just i was just hoping and i haven't had a chance to ask him yet but i hope he didn't connect with carrie eads and ended up at a concert somewhere or uh, at the bike rally in uh in the southern or western south dakota <laughs> well carrie's been everywhere well has it rick I don't know he's been everywhere, but if he was if he was riding in that motorhome with Carrie for the summer, look out. Right. Well, listen, all I know is it gives us something else to ask him the next time he comes on, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, because we have so many problems getting coached to speak about anything. But that, don't think that we won't forget, or at least I won't forget about that picture. Oh, no, I wouldn't expect you. Like I said, I, I you know, um, I would just look at, like, just looking at the logos on the skates. I don't think those... <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, Coach, has, we love you. I, that is a topic I know zero about because I could a never find skates to fit my feet. I bet you could now because I think the feet have gotten bigger and now they heat mold them. I'm still waiting to get a pair for myself that well, are heat molded see, now, because those got to be comfortable compared to what I skated in. Well, I mean, Lord knows. I mean, I I didn't own a pair of skates. I'm not. You know, the the two years that I coached. You know, USA hockey rules and, and safety rules were a little different. Um, whenever I tried to put the skates on, it was like they were crushing my feet, crushing my feet. Oh, we and understand, just, Fred so. Yeah, exactly. So, um, like I said, you couldn't do, I would not be allowed to do what I did then, walk out onto the ice in my sneakers. <laughs> I love it. You could have put your summer skates on if they had them back then. Well, yeah, well, they didn't have a lot of things back then, you know, like electricity and <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're old. I <laughs> There's am. no doubt about it. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, that was, uh, you know, like you said, they, they, they very much custom do the skates now. I, I can't, I, I assume whatever the material is that they make them in is, is you know, it's, moldable obviously yeah they they heat them up and you put your feet in them and they and they tighten them up and they just mold your feet so every time you get into them it's like a custom pair of skates because it is really yeah it's what happens when you start to sweat and they get all hot and well do they do they move and no here i don't know i'm asking i know and i'm not going to tell you yet because i'm going to stop in and see our good friend randy exelby over behind the mask, and I'm going to do a little right. feature on uh, getting a pair of skates fit because, A, okay. I need a pair of skates, and, B, my grandson went from a size, a youth 8 to a youth 11 over the last year. So so he's in, in need of a new pair of skates. So I'll talk to Randy about how this all works. Maybe we'll do a little feature for the uh, for the YouTube channel. All right. Anyway, we'll find out. That anyway, so that, that was good stuff. You know, uh, I, I'm sure he's still not going to get rid of that wood stick. Because uh, no, that's I just the way that. he is. Oh, but... I have one too. <laughs> I know, but the last time I checked, you weren't coaching an NCAA hockey team. No, I wasn't. <laughs> anyway, no, so uh, glad you glad you were able to bring that up. Um, you brought up something else that's interesting. I'm going to start it off by saying 
Um, has the Big Ten released their schedule yet? <laughs> and no, what are they waiting that, for? I don't. That's a really good question. And uh, sarcastically, there are a lot of people asking that very same question. When is the Big Ten going to release its conference schedule? Are they not uh, sure who their teams are yet? Do they think that maybe USC and UCLA are going to field teams, and that's what the I, I, maybe? I who the heck knows? <laughs> I mean, especially how hard since, can that be? You well, know who your teams are. You can at least put out. Let's ask Michael Weissman how long it takes well, to put out the NCAH schedule. Well, that's just at least it, right? the conference I mean, how part. Many, how many? How many times have we had Michael on the program? And he says they work on the conference schedule two or three years in advance. Yeah, now they got an, an extra star. Well, yes, they do. <laughs> but, you know, and it just happened to be, I guess it was timing, that they were prepared for a ninth star on their logo for the 24-25 season, just in case. But the Big Ten conference schedule is not out yet? What? I, I, what are they? <laughs> but you, you, you caught on to something because you tweeted me something about a Michigan uh, student paper. Yes. Well, again, like I said, if 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 the, I assume the other conferences work on their conference schedules two or three years in advance, well, what is at, at least the Big Ten ought to be like? Okay, this is the problem here. So just so you know. But you know the Michigan student newspaper. Um, it filed because Michigan is a public university. Filed Freedom of Information Act requests, and got some information about not just this year's Michigan schedule, but for a few years in advance for their non-conference schedules uh, with, you know, for 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 Michigan and. Uh, for example, and once again, we don't want to take credit for it because this was their student newspaper that did it. They are opening up with an exhibition game against Simon Fraser. So there you go. Simon Fraser pops up again. Yeah, let, let's let's talk about this before we go any further. What in the world is going on at Simon Fraser? How serious are they? And do we have to call up like a Frank Serratore or um, get Derek Schooley on or somebody that's been around a while that can give us a uh, – an opinion at least on what Simon Fraser is working towards here, because you've prodded them for the last five years that I know of to uh, make the jump to NCAA men's hockey. Um, right. Well, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense, right? They're, Why would you be playing the all these teams if you're not dipping your toes in the water? Uh, that's a really good question. Be great if we get somebody on from there. Yeah. Maybe I have to work on that. Maybe just go right to the source. That would be what are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, that would that would be a little bit beyond coast to coast, but you know what the heck, it's still within. <laughs> Depends the what coast. Pacific. Yeah, it's on the Pacific. <laughs> so anyway, that's another exhibition. Um, yeah, uh, they that's... are playing some top notch hockey teams in exhibition games. By the way. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, if, if they they if you're going to play all these NCAA teams, you might as well be an NCAA team yourself. You know, again, hockey is their only varsity sport that's not NCAA, which makes, of course, no sense, considering they're the only Canadian team in the NCAA. 
Um, and Michigan will also play Stonehill for a weekend. So, um, and Lindenwood this year in terms of non-conference schedules. Um, the 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 um, the interesting thing, of course, is because um, we now uh, are seeing some of the non-conference games that they will play a couple of years in advance. And there are some some names on that schedule that are, you know, near and dear to my heart. And who would that be? St. Cloud State? Well, they actually are playing St. Cloud, I believe, as part of this <laughs> story. Well, I'm talking about the near and dear to your heart. Oh, um, well, we've said for the last couple of years that teams in the Big Ten owe return trips to Mullet Arena. Well, it's now it's Mullet Arena, yeah. Um, and next year in 24-25, the Michigan will travel to Mullet Arena to play ASU in its first year as members of the NCHC. Okay. Um, they are also playing St. Cloud next year uh, at St. Cloud. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, in, Ar- in Ann Arbor, because they're playing St. Cloud in St. Cloud this year. So they're returning those games, right? And a couple of years down the line, uh, they're going to Providence and Harvard. Uh, and, you know, hopefully by then the Big Ten will have released their schedule. So those are all big-time <laughs> matchups. Yeah, we'll hope by then. <laughs> uh, let, know, let's just clarify those- this. Are they... Are are they going to Mullet to play ASU or to play the Coyotes? No, no, no. Well, yeah, you okay. weren't sure, yeah. were you? Um, well, I was uh, just there's there's some some comments that don't necessarily need to be replied <laughs> I, to. I'm just gonna say it'll definitely be the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils because by that time, Paul, certainly the Coyotes will be in their new building in Mesa. I'm sure. Uh, well, they'll have they'll have. Started are you holding your breath, anywhere. by the way? Yes. And oh, by the way, those good. games against ASU will be in October. So, ah, yeah. You know why? Because ASU is now in a conference. They can't yes. be messing around with this conference. Well, they could be. In the, they could have gone to the Desert Classic. True. True. So that would have been in December. Right. But or in Jan- um, excuse me, January. It's okay. October. October is a yeah. good time to send them there. Oh, absolutely. It should only be around 100 then for an average temperature. Eh, maybe. Maybe a little what lower. You, but. What? October? Have you have you ever yeah. had a kid? Uh, Mid to low 90s. Trick or treat on October 31st and have their chocolate melted by 100 degree heat? Mid, it could be in the low to mid I've had that. I've watched I'm that. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. <laughs> I did not have any children when I was a, when I was a student. Okay. <laughs> Even though you were there long enough to. <laughs> I was there long enough to, but I didn't. Uh, anyway. If I did, nobody told me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I thought that was rather interesting. And I'm still intrigued as to why we don't know the Big Ten schedule 
when uh, we are now past the midway point of August and uh, teams well, will teams be practicing for real already. in September. Yeah. yeah. Last night's show, yeah. back to school. Yeah. You know, I mean. By, by the way, when do you go to school? When do you start school again? Well, the Northeast schedule is a little different. We go from September to June as opposed to August to May like the rest of the country. <laughs> and and in Arizona and California, somebody, they start in July. <laughs> somebody needs to explain to me why in the why in heck are you sending kids to school in Arizona and in Southern California in in in, in August? The, when it's August, the July, root. July. Uh, My daughter's well, birthday was on the is twenty second of July, and she always had to meet right? the teacher right around that time, which means that they started uh, school before the first of August. Either way, that's brutal. You're sending them to school in the hottest month yeah, of the year because you're trying to get them out of the heat. You put them in an air conditioned school building all day. Yeah, and it, okay, air conditioned school buses. Uh, last time I checked, sure. these buses didn't have air conditioning. Sure. Well, I think they do now. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I haven't been in a school bus in a long time. I mean, that's just, to me, that's crazy. But what do I know? Okay. So um, so the Michigan student paper did a great job of leaking some yeah, good, very important things. Kudos to them for yeah. digging that out. Um and I mean, they they put that out there a couple of weeks ago. I usually uh, don't look for the Mich- for for Michigan hockey stuff specifically. Oh come on, come on, really? Well, you expect I've people to believe that you don't have your nose in Michigan and Minnesota hockey? Come on, we're I, not going to buy I, this. Well, it's fine. I, I, the thing is, I searched ASU hockey, and that's what came up. So, I love it. Anyway, um, anything else that you found that was really interesting that you thought, you know what, we need to bring this up on college hockey coast to coast? Did I uh, text you anything? Because I, because I don't remember. Who the heck knows? <laughs> Check your text. Your text file. No, I don't think you did. I think we have. Well, usually everything. my texts get ignored, but that's not the. <laughs> and I will have you know that. Do you know how hard it is to work four phones? <laughs> I don't know how to work one phone. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I will. I will. I will tell you that, as I said to you last night, um, those ballots are a work in progress, and I have made some changes. Whoa! Made some changes, have you? Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll we'll keep it stuff. We'll keep it the uh, secret for now. Okay. If you don't have anything more on that, um, do you happen to have that text I sent you um, regarding the uh, the start of the season and and the games that I was looking at on the schedule and going like, holy cow! Um, could this really? Could these all line up? Um, do you happen to have that in front of you, or do I have to dig for it somewhere else? <laughs> no, I have it, but I ignore it because no, no. I'll wait till it actually happens. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I, what I'm saying is those games are going to actually happen, whether I'm there or not, believe it or well, not. Well, I get that. I understand that. But so, the, the part about you being there is the part that I ignore until it happens. 
I know that. But what I'm asking you is if you have that in front of you, I would like to just quickly remind people about what this is going to look like. So I didn't want to catch you off guard, but but I want to tell you how this is going to look. So if you're ready, here we go. October 6th, 7th, and 8th, the University of Arizona at Arizona State. That's uh, exhibition, ACHA D1, M1 versus ASU NCAA. Um, on the 7th, Simon Fraser at CC uh, in an exhibition. And on the 8th, uh, the Lindenwood Lions will be at Air Force. So that's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Paul, to open the season. Pretty good matchup. Pretty intriguing, pretty exciting, wouldn't you say? Um, Listen, it'll just be great to have hockey back. Oh, come on. That's it? You're not going to tell me that U of A, ASU, Simon Fraser, CC, Lindenwood Air Force isn't a terrific opening weekend? Um, I'll answer it, it for you. Yes, it is. It's a very it's, intriguing it's, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because that doesn't happen well, often, and that's the way it's lined up. No, but but it does give you a chance to investigate the Simon Fraser thing. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay. Um, then the following weekend, the second weekend of October, this is a four-game, four-night, second weekend of October. 12, 13, 14, 15. Here's what I got. Michigan State on Thursday night at Air Force. Friday night, Army at North Dakota as part of the icebreaker. Saturday night, Bowling Green at Augustana. And Sunday night, part two, opening weekend series for Augustana, Bowling Green at Augustana. How does that weekend line up for you, Paul? Michigan State at Air Force, Army at North Dakota, Bowling Green at Augustana. Pretty good? Pretty good second weekend? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Get there for that opening weekend of Augustana. Um, Although it won't be in the new Midco Arena yet. No, but... It'll still you know, be their first still, games. Listen, it'll still be in their the city. first games, and that's pretty good. So, okay. it's always exciting. Okay, so let's move on to October 20th and 21st. This one is just jumping out at me and punching me in the head. Minnesota at North Dakota. The old WCHA is what we're talking about. The old WCHA. The only thing that would be missing is Rick Zombo, Eddie Christian, um, Pat Micheletti, uh, Kerry Eads. Need I go down the list of guys that were, yeah. Uh, But this would be a huge matchup. It's going to be a huge matchup matchup, um, in the third week in October at the Ralph. Where? (laughs) What were you going to tell me? It's at the Ralph. Where? You know where the Ralph is. Don't don't play the game with me. Ralph Angleset Arena on the campus of the University of North Dakota. The Ralph. Um, no, um, I just would be very, very curious, and I know it's not a topic that comes up here often. What do you think the scalpers will be getting for the or the quote unquote secondary market? Oh, good tickets good for that catch. weekend. Good catch, secondary market. What I don't know that scalpers. that should be huge. That should be huge. Uh, I I I would be very, very curious to see what that number would be say maybe because maybe you could come out that weekend it's october shouldn't be any snow yet no <laughs> okay just 
Yeah, it, it's going to be a huge weekend. Okay, so let's round out the month of October. Well, let's, weekend. let's put it this way. Let's put okay. it this way. Okay, I could. There's even if I had unlimited funds, there were only so many trips that I could make. Because you got to work. Now I, well, I have to work. Some of us have jobs. Somebody's got to uh, take care of the dogs. You know, I would. I mean, I would consider that it is early enough in the season where I would consider that. And some of you have to have to block a little time to go see your Arizona State Sun Devil football team. Well, that's we'll get, we'll, we get into that one night, but this is not the night. <laughs> not tonight. Not tonight. Okay. <laughs> that was a good one, by the way. Nice job. Uh, so October 27th and 28th, Augustana at Denver, and then Augustana at Colorado College, and Air Force is the other team in there that will uh, play the two teams um, when they're not playing Augustana, if that makes sense. But those are the two that I'm caught. I want to see how Augustana matches up at the end of October against Denver and against CC. So if you ask me, that is a pretty fine October schedule um, for NCAA in our coverage area. Well, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of big time matchups this year. We've been talking about it for the last few months. As but I'm talking, this is out. opening opening month of I the know. season. I know there's lots of good matchups, lots and lots of them. So let me remind you who who we can see or who I could see: Arizona State, Simon Fraser, Colorado College, Lindenwood, Air Force, Michigan State, Army, North Dakota, Bowling Green, Augustana, Minnesota. Denver and Colorado College again. <laughs> now, you forgot one. Who? Um, you forgot one. I because and I only say this because I like the guy, even if I don't like where he works. You <laughs> forgot our buddy Berman. He'll no, he's second. not an NCAA team. Neither is Simon Fraser, but you said him. Okay, that's why I said okay, something. Chad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't believe you got to make me <laughs> stick up for Berman. Come on. Who works? No, not Berman himself. It. Where he works. Way to go, Berman. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you got Seriously? Paul on your side now. No, I saw it. I just was saying, like, that that's, belongs in our ACH, ACH Top 20 podcast yeah, yeah, on yeah, Wednesday yeah, night. Just, yeah, By the way, we've got room on there still, and it's selling out quickly because um, Friday is a deadline. If you want to be on uh, flyers and things like that that we print, uh, you need to get in and get on by Friday. Okay. Oh, you're not <laughs> talking to me. Okay. That's it. <laughs> you're not talking. I realized you weren't talking about me. Uh, anyway, so I'm just looking through October. That's what jumped out at me when I was schedule making. I'm going like, wow, this is some incredible October if that's if those are the matchups. Because we talked about all these teams and it's seeing Brian Riley's team at North Dakota, seeing Simon Fraser and kind of getting the lowdown on what their deal is. To seeing those Colorado College Tigers, which you know I can't no. wait to see. No. <laughs> no. No. I want to see Caden the Sponge and Barrico. Again, no. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll remind you many times throughout the Unfortunately, year. Unfortunately, <laughs> you will. Unfortunately, you will. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that stuff out there tonight because I thought... You know, we're talking college hockey coast to coast, and we got all of this stuff going on. And um, tragically, we had to start with the uh, the incidents, um, you know, 
And again, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Gustavus Women's Hockey and also to uh, the University of Minnesota Duel dealing with another one. Um, boy, they just have had, over the past few years, just a lot of um, unfortunate incidents with that C word. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's. Yeah, okay. We're, we're, yeah. I don't have anything more to you. From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, or if your game in style with personalized shower shoes and koozies, see summerskates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHAM1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. The Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian food, comfort food quickly, with two locations in Tempe and one in Pine Top, lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com, and they had quite a line. Uh, for that ASU location. 320 meals they served. Yeah. Caesars Entertainment Resorts Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, deliveries made easy no matter where you are, the official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app or for download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the Ice Time Hockey West Network. Very well done, my friend. As always, we uh, appreciate all the listening and all the downloads as we strive to reach that 50,000 download mark as quickly as possible. And uh, we'll continue to do that tomorrow night. College Hockey West Weekly, our magazine show, will be back. Hopefully we'll have a great guest joining us tomorrow. I'm still on the works on that one. And, uh, of course, Wednesday night, it's the ACH Top 20, the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. Stephen Marsh, myself, with the best of non-varsity athletics. I'll tease that one, though. The Minot State Women's Coach, Ryan Miner, joining us Wednesday night. So that'll be nice. good. And, um uh, Next Thursday night, or this coming Thursday night, we'll have one more week off in the uh, Pro Hockey West Report. And once we hit September, that will be back and up and running, rocking and rolling hard. So we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody. Good night.